Hello and herself willkommen zum Auf die Fresse, VWXW Review Podcast in English. I'm Ian Hamilton, joined once again by Mike Kilby and Mike. We're in the middle of a summer pause, but weather is far from summery around here. It's, uh, lit yeah, it's not summery at all. Uh, in fact, last weekend I was in, um, I was in there, sort of the Ruhrpott, uh, so Dusseldorf and uh, Hagen and Gelsenkirchen and Cologne, and uh, it was pretty miserable there as well. So, um, yeah, it's a bit, it was nice. A few weeks back, uh, my ceiling collapsed and I had water coming through it, which was quite fun. Hell. <laughs> That's quite funny. It's actually, I'm looking at it as we speak and uh, it's, I've got duct tape over the hole. Uh, that's what happened? What happened? Uh, something in the ceiling. Um, yeah, it's it's not. It's it's from the rain. It's <laughs> something wrong with my roof. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was going to say like two weeks ago, I went up uh, up north to see my parents, and we had hailstorms. Like middle, of, no Saturday afternoon in the middle of July, like massive hailstorms. Not like not bouncing off the car roof and what have you. Like they say in the summer, but I suppose you no know, everyone's thinking global warming's just high temperatures and. No, some areas have had that, but he would just seem to be getting winter six months late. But yeah, we've got a fair amount to cover, I guess, um, just for one show, but a lot, and I mean a lot of bloody announcements for Shortcut for Top Tag Fest. Very news heavy, I think, this week. Yeah, so I mean, guess we'll you know, go through the Frankfurt show quickly, um, because this was the last uh, Wheel of Wrestling before the summer break. Um, started with Amboss against uh, Patrick Bork, Lee Bloom, and Almaric. Uh, Icarus getting the win back over Patrick Borg, but I guess post match was uh, Mikhail Smolek. You know, we mentioned he was uh, previous kickboxer, shows. isn't it? Yeah, uh, kickboxer. He's trains with G uh, German MMA uh, GMC. Uh, charged for ring attack down boss and stuff. Afterwards, he's put himself in shortcut at the top. So, you know, we feels like we've been saying this for like four months now, mate. But we're slowly inching towards Amboss and GMC and. They can get this out for another six months. There's a big cage match at the start of January. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, they like I think um, Bork and Smolik. I think you know Smolik's um, uh, sort of in the post-match stuff. He seemed to have uh, he uh, he seemed to sort of have the strikes on sort of on point and um, the ability of him to sort of just fly in and look immediately at home. I, I feel he was a lot more. I personally think he's a lot more impressive than Bork is. Um, not that Bork isn't impressive, but I think, you know, Smolik, I think at least from that, I don't, we haven't seen him in a match yet, but um, he seems to have like the uh, the pro wrestling bug at least. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, is there two more or do you have it being like, you know, the, the Academy and versus Amboss or something like that? You know, you could get, um, you know, some of the academy guys in or something like that. But yeah, it's a, that's that's something at least they can head towards. And I think you know, okay, we've already done your bulk and singles match as well, but if you're bringing in guys from GMC or you know, keep them outside of one on one matches might be you no know, good idea, especially if it's just to do I don't say just doing spots, but just doing stuff like you know, this post match thing. And then if you need to like we're doing WWE with you know the uh say the part timers but you know the guest stars no, uh, coordinate the hell out or coordinate choreograph the hell out of whatever match you want to do that may be the way to go and the fact that they all train in the same place it's going to be damn side easy to do but we'll keep yeah, an eye there's, there's no harm in I think you know you say keep them out of the one-on-one -on -one matches there's no harm putting them in you know putting Michael Smolik in with 
you know, somebody who I think is somewhat of a trusted hand, so someone like, I don't know, um, Norman Harris or something like that, somebody who actually sort of does have a decent idea of what's going on, you can have Smolik just tear him, tear him to pieces, and, you know, it's it's not going to be a, uh, it's not going to be an embarrassment for either of them, so I think, yeah. I don't think necessarily st- restrict them to tags or battle royals. Well, Next, no, save no, some of them on V Shock top, but next we had Paige Tahani uh, beating Tristan Archer. This was kind of payback for uh, the driver champions where Archer <coughs> won through foul means. Uh, but yeah, this was Tisha as uh, Tahani overcoming Norby shortcuts, um, land that shortcut, uh, shot, uh, sling shot cutter, get my teeth in, and that's the win. Uh, Tristan Archer goes off to Japan as we touch in a moment for the summer. Uh, Tahani. Looking forward to picking up with uh, Axeman in two weeks' time, shock at the top. Uh, so, you know, getting back on board and, yeah, getting some momentum because he's got a big deficit to overturn uh, in the next few months. Yeah, effectively, he's got to be perfect, isn't he, until Tagfest, doesn't he? So. Pretty much one one slip up and Matt's curtains for him. But uh, speaking of someone who wasn't curtains for, uh, only friends for their first title defense. They beat Alton Sombra, MBM, uh, that's Rivality, to, to retain the tag titles. It was a pretty decent match, but again, it's the kind of thing of first title defense against a you know, debuting team. I don't think anyone in Frankfurt you know, would have suspected Rivality were going to win, but you know, it didn't look too out of place. And you know, you've got, as we're going to touch on later on of Tag Festival, there's a bit of dearth of regular tag teams in WXW right now. And you know, I think you know, they would. Do worse than giving them like a regular lost spot. Yeah, I think um, MBM. Uh, I've uh, as I think as the uh, the world's biggest wrestling cult fan, um, I kind of have seen quite a lot. Of, <laughs> um, I've seen quite a lot of uh, rivality, so um, I think they could perfectly fit into um, WXW. They kind of got the whole odd, odd, uh, well, strange bedfellow sort of uh, tag team dynamic. They're a little bit like... Uh, I feel they actually sort of do remind me slightly of um, Monster Consulting with kind of the smooth guy and the crazy guy, um, <laughs> that sort of thing. But yeah, they're, yeah. They're, a, they're a good team, and I think that they've they've been bubbling over on the sort of the, the second or third tier, should we say, of European wrestling, done a little bit on the lower, lower levels in Britain. Uh, and I think you know it's it's worth. I think they're worth a worth a scout at least. Anyway, chuck them in in a cup for a couple of weeks, see how they do. Um, and yeah, I think they're a good fit for WXW. Don't right. necessarily think for Tagfest, but they certainly uh, could be here. Maybe coming out around. I saw a GWF booked them against uh, their champions Peach Tahani Fast Time Moodle for the show in August. So yeah, moving on for ladder there. But um, moving on the card, Michael beat Baby Allison. So this was. Um, had Aaron Insane as a special guest ref, kind of uh, culminating all the tensions they had for the last few months, you know, with Alison feeling disrespected. Maggot kind of took it easy on her throughout, um, but, you know, well, you know, they were made to hug it out at the end, um, even after Aaron Insane got slapped a few times, but, yeah, wasn't too enamoured of this one, but you know, what, not, not for the whole, you know, we've talked about you know, the way the storyline could have gone in the past, but to me it feels like, you know, you've Done the whole you know, maggots number one, baby Alson's number thirteen shortcut for top next month. To me, it feels like you've kind of wrapped it up. But you've still got like the postscript kind of thing to go, where maybe a little bit more to deliver. Yeah, I think I think, uh, but 
really after Shortcut, there's not a lot before Tagfest, really, is there? So um, if you, you know, Shortcut is where we wrap up the story, then we're into the business at Tagfest. And I think, you know, you have you have Maggot who, you know, potentially, you know, may be on the road to losing his girlfriend. You have Maggot who uh, potentially sort of might lose his friend in Psycho Mike at Tagfest if they don't do very well. As a man who's got lost nothing and he's, you know, he's the son of nothing, but, you know, he's got nothing left at all. Uh, so, you know, I think there's half a chance of him being uh, in a really, really bad position by the time we get to Tagfest. Again, as we saw, he's starting number one, so if he's going to be the the guy to win, he's going to have a long, long run too. But that's how it goes. Uh, Come back second half, Nick Schreier uh, beat Rambo. This wasn't for the Academy title, but this is more backdrop for Norman House to come out, uh, distract Metahan and Rambo as well, and allow Schreier to get the win. Uh, Main match for me, I think, on this was Michael Oku beating Igor Blanc. um, Oku's first XW and. I mean, I've been told this is really good from people who were there and maybe from one person who's in the match, and they weren't lying. Um, you know, this stuff was absolutely fantastic. I mean, Oku's only had, what, two or three matches in Double XW at this point? First time in Frankfurt for Double XW, definitely. And, okay, had, you know, a few fans, shall we say, at the start, but they have that building on their feet, and, you know, if you can go from cold to that kind of reaction, that's extremely promising. Yeah, exactly. I thought this was really good. I think this is actually probably one of the best matches WXW has done all year. Um, I think it's sort of when we head towards December, this has got to be sort of in the match of the year kind of uh, conversation, sorry, should we say, uh, when we get to December. Uh, yeah, as I say, coming in cold, uh, I think we'd, we'd always said that Michael Oku is ready-made for WXW. I think he's it, there, there was it was always going to work for him. Uh, and I think, you know, this is him against maybe not somebody who's... Obviously, Igor LeBlanc is a, is a star in WXW, but he's not maybe one of the... Um, he's, not the he's not the face of the company, but he's, you know, but he's come in, he's come in with, and he's put an absolute barnstormer on, um, you know, and he's laying his gauntlet down. He's laying his gauntlet down for tag... Uh, no, for um, shortcut to the top. And there's a, you know... <laughs> It wouldn't. It w- I wouldn't put it past him to to do very well in that competition either. He has a record with um, rumble style matches. At least well, this uh, year, at yeah. least. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye on that. Um, obviously, main event: uh, Jan Simsalvaniel beat Norman House Metahan in my equip match. Uh, looks to be the end of a feud. I mean, this was what twenty five minutes, I think, bell to bell. Um, yeah, this could have main events. You're not going to have it done in out in five minutes, but. It wasn't offensive, but yeah, for me, we, we've said this countless times. The feud I don't think it's ever been for us, even more like some of the people in it. But yeah, it just feels like it's been dragged on maybe one or two shows too far, and now everyone's gone their own separate ways, at least until September time, and hopefully you know, they are kept you know, apart. But yeah, what do you think? You know, very plunderific, but yeah, not much apart from the Keystone Cop stuff at the end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm kind of glad it's nearly, it's mostly, well, it seems to be over. Um, I think, you know, these four have been, uh, tied together for, I feel like since before COVID, to be completely honest at this point. Um, glad it's over. The match itself was, you know, it was whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, thank, thankfully towards the end of it all. 
We've got a few announcements coming up, but first, you know, we seem to have this increasing roster of names and faces overseas, so you know what time it is. <laughs> looking over to Japan so Oscar Loibe he's had a few noteworthy matches since we last recorded he did the New Japan Strong Independence Day shows at Corken Hall uh, July 4th in a pre-show tag winning uh, alongside Rusuke Taguchi and Yo beating Dragon Lieber Kengo and Takahiro Katori of I think it's Freedoms um, not, not definitely New Japan regulars but uh, trio um, next night he was meant to have taken on JR Kratos but uh, Kratos injured so instead, he lost in about five minutes to Satoshi Kojima, and I think uh, he avoided the uh, CM Punk elbow to the WhatsApp switch. Always good <laughs> stuff. Uh, in the middle of a G1 over New Japan right now, um, so I think all the cards so far, well, and all the cards so far have been G1 matches. Uh, all the cards announced with undercard stuff, I don't think he's on any of those, so yeah, I, he's not going to be seeing much until maybe the back end of next month, if the earliest. So they're keeping steady. But Get him in shortcut. <laughs> don't see why not. I mean, he's provided uh, per personal security for Kevin Kelly at the moment, which you know, was worse alternatives, I guess. But um, mind you, there are a few guys we're familiar with who have been very busy in Japan. Uh, you know, there's a few over traveling right now. Tristan Archer, he debuted there July 16th, so about two weeks ago, as we recording. Seven matches in his first week. Um, I just click over to cage match so I don't screw these up. So Debuted for Big Japan on July 16th in a tag uh, with Daichi Hashimoto, ex-World Tag Team Festival competitor, uh, beating Daimonji So and Daisuke Sakamoto, former, of course, Unified World Wrestling Champion. Uh, beat Kitiano on the 17th for Dove Pro. Uh, then a few more matches in Big Japan, beating Kazushi Hashimoto on the 21st. Uh, was involved in Battle Royale on the 22nd and then beat Kotaseka Fuda on the same day. And then beat uh, Kazusama Yoshida in a trial series match on the 23rd. And then he went across town in Tokyo to uh, the Triple T Total Triumph team, uh, Team Fuminori Abe, in a losing effort for their tag title. So he's done a hell of a lot in that first week over in Japan, whereas Igor Blanc, um, he's had a few matches, but not quite as many, uh, teamed with Satoshi Kojima. And be saying his name twice in this segment, uh, beating Black Mensure and Yoshitatsu. Yes, that Yoshitatsu on the 16th for All Japan. Then on the 17th, he lost to Yashi in Dove Pro, and two more losses in All Japan on the 22nd. Tim Fukaru Sato losing to Rene Abe and Shuji Ishikawa. Then on the 23rd, with uh, Ryu and Matafusa losing to Atsuki Ariyagi and Soma Watanabe. And I've butchered any of those names, yeah, probably have, but. Experience from anyway. Um, Vinny Vortex slash Tempesty doesn't seem to be uh, surfaced anyway yet, but um, he is being advertised at it's least. It's been advertised, it? I think, it's yeah. for Big Japan, so uh, sooner rather than later, be popping up there. Um, heading over stateside, though, we have a new WXW Women's Champion. Uh, Dami Exo beat Ava Everett on the Major League Wrestling Never Say Never show on the 8th of July. Um, so it was title for title. Ava was hoping to win the MLW belt, but yeah, it was uh, Dami Exo, formerly of the Sea Stars, I think, in Chikara. Uh, she's now the champion, and she's uh, defended the belt twice already, uh, both on the Wrestling Open shows with Beyond Run on Thursdays, uh, BTR James last week, and Rebecca Scott last night, as we record. So, yeah, getting you know, a few defenses in, of course, uh, 
tell me he's been announced for shock topics we're going to touch on, but yeah, fair amount of globe trotting from WXW, you know, in and around there, even if they've not been running shows for summer. Yeah, you say the, the the loan report gets even longer and longer, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it'll shorten down soon enough. But um, few news bits as we roll on. So um, start of Jan of start of July, even Dwight's uh, Twitter account was uh, deleted, not suspended, straight up wiped. Should be Twitter. It's Twitter for time. I'm not going back and changing this. Uh, but yeah, Dwight's reported that their account suspended. Uh, they were below the age of thirteen when they first signed up for an account. And you know, at the time, Twitter, you know, every now and then, they will raise your account if they identify that you know you are underage at any point having an account. Whatever reason, they didn't seem to think this account tweeting wrestling stuff and wrestling photos you know, wasn't some you know business. Yeah, yeah, wasn't a business account. They eventually got it back after about a week out, but uh, since then, they'd launched a mailing list, uh, world.hey.com. You like two, three times a week uh, bullet point things, which. If you want news bits, you know, it's a good place any, I guess. Um, they're not on Mastodon, I think they've said they're not going to be moving there, nor the new threads app, because right now that ain't even a thing in the EU. Um, yeah. think some data protection thing, you know, Meta's not getting clearance from the European Data Protection Agency over in Ireland, so as of right now... It's a holding pen for British and American people. Yeah. <laughs> and, if you want, and if you want to be part of it... I don't want to say campaign for your version of Brexit, but it's going to be one where you're going to get it anytime soon or create a second account and, you know, shoot this ways. I know um, that Marv, Marvin, he's, not... uh, he's on threads and it's, you know, he's still very much in Germany, so there are ways around it. Yeah, it's not worth it, to be honest. Not for the moment, no. From, from, from my perspective. <laughs> it's uh, launched a big colour blue, but got very quiet because there's a lot of features missing and. Yeah, I think it's one of those where you kind of rushed out because things of a week before Twitter has another meltdown. I mean, it's a weekly occurrence now, but yeah, give it time. But it's one of those who think, you know, it was launched in too unfinished a state. But yeah, we'll see where it, where it goes. But yeah, we're not launching a Fred's account for that anytime soon. But um, meanwhile, going uh, carry on from the Wheel of Wrestling Frankfurt stuff. So, of course, they do the Shotgun Backstage vlog. Uh, loads of news bits coming out of that. Um, yeah, Tristan Archer claiming Nigel Blanc just follows him around like a lost puppy because, of course, they're both off to Japan. I've uh, had a few announcements for Shock at the top, which will wrap up the end. Um, Only Friends issued an open challenge for their tag titles. Uh, Baby Alice and Maggot kept taking pot shots from each other, so that's not going to be something that's finished by the look of it. Rotations challenged Lawrence Roman for a Shock and Title shot at Shock at the top. Um, and finally, Rambo Metahan signaled that they're done with Norman Harris, forced to a uh, team for World Tag Festival, uh, before Rambo threatened to destroy Norman's car. Someone's been watching late 90s WCW, I guess. Levaniel <laughs> um, Simmons, they're also part of Tag Festival. Um, Mikhail Smolik announced himself for, uh, for a shock at the top so he get a shot at uh, the World Un- Unified World Wrestling title. Uh, because he wanted to challenge Robert Trice, but he's not part of the rankings. Yeah, that stuff happens if you don't have any matches under your belt. Um, and yeah, so on top of the vlog, uh, two more teams announced on top of those. We've got Latigo and Ares, Lost Vipers. Um, Ares, of course, part of Carrot this year, uh, but they aren't exactly a regular, regular team. Like, we're part of a faction, but we've had like maybe four or five matches as a duo, which you know, that's the way Lucha goes. 
Meanwhile, uh, Shikahu Iwie is coming back. He's going to be part of Tag Festival with Mizuki Watase. Uh, they used to be part of the Renegades faction back in DDT. Um, it's going second Tag Festival, having been there with uh, Fuminari Abe last year. It leaves us for one spot left, and that usually would be for the champions. So I guess, you know, I was kind of holding out hope for maybe, you know, the Greedy Souls or you know, a team from you know, over here going over, but as it stands, it looks like unless Greedy Souls you know, invade Shock at the top of the tag titles, um, it's going to be, you know, we're getting what we're getting. There's going to be a lot of put-together teams from WXW in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it does for now. I think um can't really do much. Much, You know, the, the, the teams they have are fine. Um, very domestic heavy, but it's it kind of feels a little bit like, as I say, it feels a bit like the Tag Fest from... 2016 sort of thing. It was very domestic heavy. Yeah. And we don't have a Spirit Squad-like team either, so no, it's solid, but I guess no, we'll be touching on what may be attracting people to that weekend, or at least the announcements attracted a few eyeballs. But first, of course, Shock tops the next big show. That's going to be available as an iPay-per-view. Uh, you'll be able to watch it through german-mma.de. Uh, that's going to cost you best part of 20 euros. It'll be streaming live with German commentary. Uh, it'll be on directly now, but it'll be on a seven-day delay rather than usual three or four days. So if you really want to see it live, it's there, but it'll still appear on directly now the following weekend. Um, you say you know, it's their first foray into you know, proper paper, you know, iPay-per-view. I know the uh, Mark Shuttle did, a, it was part of that fan forum they did on Tuesday on the directly YouTube. And it looks like for Turbine Hall, they reckon the internet's a lot greater than it was you know, back when we used to go for media. And yeah, they reckon any issues you know, shouldn't be coming from the internet side. And I'm now grabbing the newest piece of wood to not jinx them with. But um, a very interesting one that they're going down the street, but also the cost they're saying is high because you know, it's the whole economy scale thing. Um, Wasn't, make um... one Yep. Was it Anniversary Live, the one that was on Build? On um, Build was on, I think it was like an hour's delay. It was, some... uh, it was, it was like the carrot where it was like an hour behind. You could watch the sec first half when the second half started. Yeah, there was, 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 yeah. was some weird thing I think they put down to local law, so I don't know how it being a proper a proper pay-per-view through an MMA website, and maybe it's because it's actually signposted as a sporting event rather than you know, entertainment. I'm, I don't know be some... You know, Weird regulations with behind them, but yeah, 20 euros. Bear in mind, you know, now is what 10 euro a month. Um, it's a lot for one event, and I don't know if this is going to be no, obviously, it depends on how successful it is. You know, if there's only three people watch, I doubt it's going to come back, but it is an interesting experiment. You know, maybe you know, the festivals, let's say Tag Fest, maybe Carrot, you know, maybe make that available on you know, some kind of eye pay per view if you know, this is successful and glitch free. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's good to try it now when there's maybe less people trying it. Get it all working, and then if they do want to stream carrot, they can do it that way, couldn't they? I suppose if people just drop in for one show, then you know we get much rather than you know, people who want to wait and get a back catalogue. But um, and speaking of directly now, things literally as we hit record on this, uh, they've uploaded the 2018 shows minus all the shotgun shotguns. Which I don't know if that's intentional or not. Like, so it's like you've got all the you know, tag festival back to the roots. Obviously, Cavs already up. 
Superstars Wrestling Crew Cold Shock of the Top Fan Age Fan Anniversary Show. But yeah, it's um a bit weird how like I say the shotguns, they're the one thing they've have an upload and I don't know if that's something they are looking to do, you know, as a blob at the end or whether we're just gonna be putting feature events up for now. Uh, well, it was always sort of implied that that was deleted, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> that was what they sort of suggested. I don't know how true that is, but uh, I think it's. Uh, I think the likelihood of that coming back is pretty low. We might get the um, sort of the slam fest with uh, bad bones and a broken ladder coming up before the shotguns get back up. Um, mm. Yeah, at least you no, know, because I know if you look on the place, I know it's a bit of a rigmarole because where YouTube arranges these. I think 2017's got some stuff uploaded, but you know, a lot of videos hidden. And then 2016, that sort of looks like for now, 2017's where the cutoff's going to be. But still, you no, know, still a lot of content up there. I know they have been adding the Limitless Wrestling from the States. So, yeah, new, new promotion in the year. Um, Seems speaking, to be a new promotion. Yeah, expanding. Um, Speaking of expansions, uh, they were going to be going to Salzgitter to XW in September. That's been pushed back from September 2nd, 2023 to September 7th, 2024. So that really reduces the number of days between short, a shortcut of the top and tag festival. Um, they're being withdrawn Mike D's off the shows in August in Bremen and Hamburg. Uh, meant to be facing Jacob Crane in Bremen and Sense of Ultra in Hamburg. I think the last time Moodle was replacing him there. Uh, Crane, no new opponent yet. An announcement for Tag Festival, or at least for the GCW shows. Nick Gage being, is being brought over now. We're just saying it's appealing, but I haven't said wrestling because I know GCW is being called out a bit for the Jeff Hardy not too long ago. They announced him, then an hour later they quickly said, Oh, no, no, he's not wrestling. But um, yeah, Nick Gage coming over to Germany for the first time in a while has gotten a few eyeballs on that weekend, but normally you know, wouldn't even be given this for time of day. So yeah. Yeah, I'd be surprised for them to be bringing Nick Gage over and he doesn't wrestle, but who knows with GCW. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the first announcement. So, I mean, hey, it's the fact that they're bringing over their biggest name, arguably, who's under contract. But, um, yeah, I know that we're doing the two shows for Friday one, you have to buy separately, and if you've got the festival pass, the Saturday evening one is, is included. So, yeah, I'll wait and see who else is announced, but that's certainly one that's got my interest, Pete, but I will absolutely not be watching this from uh, you know, what I've seen I've got. It'll be standing back room because I do not come back home with glass and anywhere near me. And I know what GCW is uh, famed for these days. That's a question. I swear light tubes were banned in the European Union. Um, I yeah. could have sworn that they were banned, so they probably can't have light tubes. <laughs> Let's have a look. Uh, yes, banned. Oh, the EU's ousting standard life versions of uh, two, four, and eight foot tubes on August 25th. So it's being, being banned by September 2023. So come on, this actually could be the last show that ever has light tubes on it. Yep, looking now, EU Commission adopts regulation uh, for sale. So I guess, I don't know who's in the middle of these days, but some posts can have to go to. Uh, Again, with a German equivalent of B&Q isn't just buy off the remaining stock of light tubes or panes of glass, but either way, I'm getting the hell away from the ringside of that fat well, yeah, I don't, I don't like mercury poisoning, so that's, yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, well, I don't think LEDs will have the same effect either. 
unless you stand unless you stand on the novel the, uh, the the other end of them, but yeah, maybe not quite as effective. But um, you'll see what else to, uh, GC will be announced that weekend. And we've got what, the best part of two months to go to that. Uh, beforehand, though, to make some this was one that really caught me off guard. Um, they're heading up to my old neck forwards in September, partnering with North Wrestling out of Newcastle. Uh, September 9th, running at the Anarchy Brew Co. in Newcastle. That's very hot on the heels of uh, Nov's biggest show ever. It was at the Walker Dome in Newcastle about a fortnight ago. Same place Impact's just announced they're running with North. But um, yeah, it's uh, very telling that you know, that show, they're you know, going from you know, Progress, which, let's be frank, didn't exactly do great numbers you know, back in May, up to North in September. And North, since they came back from COVID, they've been doing a solid 200, 250 sellouts every other month. Um, and I guess, you know, by the time this has been released, they'll have announced the main event for that show. Leon Slater, Peach Tihani main event. Uh, that's going to grab a lot of eyeballs from people who you know, maybe watch one, not the other. Um, I've already got my ticket, but I know that's for, so that's on the weekend of the Great North Run Half Marathon. So other hotels in Newcastle, which are strained anyway, are not available. Like when I looked, you having to go like 30, 40 miles away from Newcastle for just a chance for room. So I'm going up on a train, come back on a night bus, which shows can be worth. But yeah, it's uh, not the best uh, weekend for them to be running, especially with other things going on in the area. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's pretty prohibitive for me. I think um, it's, yeah, disappointing, but. Uh, yeah, I think North is more of a, I sort of said, um, I think over Carrot Weekend, sort of, what is WXW getting out of a relationship with Progress at this point? There's no value in it at all. It's it's a dead, I say it's a dead company. Um, what's the point? Uh, whereas I think North feels more in the old-fashioned style of WXW. It seems more, you know, it just feels more of a more of a uh, suited company to it, you know. I saw, you know, I see Body Slam and North being quite similar sort of companies. So yeah, this is a really, really good, um, really good, really good partnership, and I'm, you know, delighted to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it does sort of draw a big house. Um, you know, I think North are also partnering with Impact not long after. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a positive it's a positive. Um, move and a lot of excitement coming forward to a part of the country which is people some people would probably say is a bit starved for wrestling um uh, although it has been said i think there's a lot of people <laughs> who've said it's actually easy to get to Waverhouse than it is to get to newcastle so uh that's, Based that's, on, well that weekend it absolutely will be at least yeah. for me but um so that's the beauty of uh the north of england uh but that's a discussion for another podcast yeah going off of Watford gap and it's a bit of a stretch i mean I've checked when, like the show finishes. At, they're saying the show's going to finish at half ten, which just misses the last trains home. So yeah, if you're going up, um, you're either going to have a you know, good long night out, or you're on that night bus back to London, Victoria the next day if you come from down here. So yeah, so see what else they announce, but that's certainly going to be one to keep an eye on. I think North's on Fight Plus. Who knows if it goes well? Maybe we've seen them as part of Novi Direct's renowned French showcase next year. Well, I think they're perfect people to be in the showcase for sure. Yeah, and once a company that's on me up from over here, exactly. Someone we're a bit, we're not embarrassed by. Moving on, so of course that's uh, 
first part we've got a few upcoming stuff uh so august 12th shock top after bean hall so we've got Anil Marek challenging Robert Dreisk for the Unified World Wrestling title. Rotation challenging Lance Roman for Shotgun title. Uh, one week skipped over from the Shotgun vlog. Uh, only friends defending the tag titles against Zack Knight and Ricky Knight Jr. I mean, what the hell is that booking? <laughs> it was a very late late night thing, wasn't it? Apparently it was announced yeah, that... 11 o'clock the night before the vlog dropped. Uh, poor Mark Shuttle having to do the breaking news audio update, but... If that's one I think nobody expected, either booking or you know, that tandem coming to Germany. It's a good pair of people to whack in your battle royal, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it's a good pair of people to have whack, like, you know, you can whack into your battle royal, so I think it makes sense for them to get a double booking, can't they? Uh, it was against Mike Rogue, who both balls in uh, shortcut for top as well. Uh, Delmi Exo, she's debuting and defending women's title against Calypso. And Axel Tisha Peter Tahani picks up again with Axman 2 0 ahead. Uh, Shortcut to the top match, we've got uh, Sebastian Hackle and Mikhail Smolik. We've also got uh, Maggot set start number one, Baby Alson number 30. Plus Fast Time Mudo, Axel Tisha, Peter Tahani, Lawrence Roman, Jacob Crane, Senza Volto, Jern Simmons, Ilya Bloom, Lavaniel, Nick Schreier, Icarus, Mike D, Mike Loku, Safar Amin, and Merck. That's. Um, Makes formerly Graham Bell from the States, the guy who comes with that big ass bazooka that he has on the way to matches. So, you know, he's on a mini tour of Europe, uh, WXW, think PCW, and a few others as well. So, you know, there's one to keep an eye out for. Uh, back end of August, uh, August 25th, uh, we love wrestling 48 for Bremen in Bremen Appetibly. We've got Bobby Gonzalez with tag titles against Ambosses, Robert Dreisk, and Icarus. Uh, Maggot versus Senza Volto. Tristan Archer and Axel Tisher against Peach Tahani and Ilya Bloom. Mike Loku, Jake McCrane, Baby Larson on the card as well. Matches to be announced. Uh, August 26th, Wheel of Wrestling 49, Mark Tal, while I think everybody else is probably at Wembley, but in Hamburg, you can have Peach Tahani against Axman unless uh, Tisha wins match free at Shock at the top. Tristan Archer against Ilya Bloom. Fast Time Moodle against Senza Volto. And we've got Ambosses, Robert Dreisker, Icarus, and Lawrence Roman against Bobby Guns, Michael Knight, and the Mysterious X. Not the old Twitter app, I guess, but. Strange things have happened. And then, of course, uh, Tag Team Festival Weekend in the Circle 14th in Gelsenkirchen on September 21st. And then September 22nd, 23rd, 3rd, and 24th, Tag Festival, GCW, Fembertal, Wheel of Wrestling, all of the Turbine Hall and Oberhausen. We will, of course, hit pause as we get new that weekend. But, Mike, a very rapid-fire show. Anything to plug before we wrap up? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, follow me on everything, uh, including threads. Uh, at Mike Kilby. And I think just follow us on at Big Back Body Drop on Twitter, at Back Body Drop on Instagram threads and whatever else pops up. Fair quick show. We'll be back, I guess, in a few weeks after Shortcut for Top. Uh, we'll see how that goes, how many more matches or names will be announced to that. I think about half done. And see what else comes for Tag Fest because, yeah, those two months are going to absolutely fly by. See you in a few weeks. Cheers. Bye.